Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we are super excited today. We have a special guest, and her name is Nicole Jones, and she is the creator of Mediocre to Masterful Podcast. And this podcast encourages Black women to operate in their power and master their dreams. And Nicole is also an author. And so we're going to talk a little bit about her book today. So we're excited about that. And she's also paid off a ton of debt. And so we are really happy to have her and to have her share her journey. And we hope that you all will find it encouraging. I know that we've been encouraged. And so Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here on the show. Um, just looking forward to talking about paying off this debt, the book, and how we can help some people out who listen to this show. So, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Nicole, we want to, we, we, with, with all of our guests, we like to kind of get a backstory if we can. And you can go back as far as you want, but tell us kind of like your, your upbringing and, uh, you know, as far as finance, finances is concerned and what got you to where you are now. Yes. So I could go all the way, all the way back, but it is in the book, Unlearned, (laughs) Ditch, Fail Money Habits and Discover Financial Freedom. But um, just growing up, and I think this has been, you know, unanimous with a lot of people that I have talked to about how you learned about finances. And it was kind of like by happenstance and just in adulthood, when you, once you graduated college, you kind of stumbled into a lot of things when it came to money. Um, but it pretty much is the same, like single family household, you know, learn from either your mother or your father or grandmother, whoever you were raised with. And they basically did the whole Rob Peter to pay Paul mentality, um, living paycheck to paycheck and really trying to provide for the family the best way that they could. And so those type of practices and uh, ways of managing money were sort of instilled into how I then operated as a young adult coming out of school, coming out of college in terms of how I managed my money, which wasn't always the best because I realized that once I saw a lot of negative accounts, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, overdrawn accounts and not being able to pay bills on time and not really understanding why am I getting this income, but I'm not able to pay these bills on time or I'm not even able to have enough in my savings account for me to feel like I'm actually flourishing as a young adult. Like you get these different notions when you grow up, you're like, oh, I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to have this corner office. I'm going to, you know, do all these things that don't necessarily always pan out to be uh, when you don't always, when you don't have your finances in order. So, 
Yeah. So true. And so let's talk about the debt a little bit. So how much debt were you um, able to pay off and maybe share a little bit about um, what the debt was? Yes. So my debt was, I feel like I need like a drum roll at this point. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not in the title, then if you, and you don't know from the show notes, then this was $80,000 of student loan debt or nearly $80,000 of student loan debt. Um, That's not even equating just the, the journey I had to take to manage my personal finances, but the big debt, the big monster that I was really trying to tackle throughout this um, seven years since I, you know, from college until this point took me to, you know, achieve this was seven years and being able to tackle nearly $80,000. And that took a lot of willpower a lot of dedication and a huge shift and change in my mindset in terms of how I think about money and what I thought I knew about operating finances. I had to completely, you know, throw out the window and figure out and reframe my way of thinking on how am I going to be able to tackle this? I'm not thinking I'd be able to do that in seven years, but how can I get over this hump? And on top of that, manage my personal finances much better than what I was doing initially. Right. And I like that you said that um, because I think a lot of people get stuck. They see the amount of debt that they owe and it just becomes so overwhelming that they kind of they like they start to get analysis paralysis and they just get they just get stuck, you know. So talk to us a little bit about your your mindset and or maybe that point where you pretty much said, you know what, enough is enough and I'm going to move forward and tackle this debt. Yeah, it it got to the point, basically exactly what you just said. It got to the point where I needed to shift my mindset. I needed to take a step back and understand I don't have this. Like, I don't have this figured out. I need help. I need to dissect in this a little bit further because what I've been able to do up until this point has not been working. Um, So I had to take a step back. At the time, I was dating my um, husband, and we were just dating around this time, and that was somebody that I was confident in talking to about finances and really trying to flush out what can I do here. I feel like I've literally exhausted all possibilities or what I think I could do. I need to seek some help and figure out this whole process and what this means and where do I need to scale back on certain expenses and where do I need to put more so it can grow for me in the future. Like I just needed to really mind map and list everything out into a budget and understand where's my money going? Where do I need to increase my money and maybe do like a career shift and salary jump? Um, And then also where do I need to just shift my mindset? Because in my mind, I'm thinking I'm doing all the right things and operating in a in a place that would allow me to see increase but again going back to how I learned about money growing up I literally had to shift my frame of thinking and take a step back and understand I have to get out of my own head because it's the answer is not there I needed to seek outside sources as well and that's amazing uh, because I mean, I'm smiling because what you're saying is literally almost word for word what we teach uh, to our listeners and what we've, mm. you know, uh, put into our masterclass. And it's so true. And, and when you look back on it, it's funny because it seems so simple. But yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're in the moment, it's like, you know, it's, it's it seems like such a daunting task. So I, I, it I is. yeah, I think your it story is, is extremely relatable. 
No, thank you. Thank you. No, it's it's it was daunting. I felt attacked trying to understand money and having that conversation with someone else and me not coming from a financial literate background. I was like, why are you asking about this expense? Why can't I get coffee three days out of the week? Like, why am I being questioned on certain things or why am I having to sacrifice my, um, you know, going out for happy hours with girlfriends? Like I want to do these things. I'm young. I have friends. I want to go out, but I just really had to shift my mindset because it was a mindset of poverty. If you really want to put a, a term to it, it was a mindset of poverty. I wasn't thinking in terms of actually growing. I wanted to get there, but I didn't, I wasn't mentally prepared to actually make that shift. Right. So you mentioned some support. So can you share a little bit about um, the support that you received in your journey and how that um, maybe helped to um, accelerate your journey? Yes, yes. I think if you have someone in your corner to help you throughout this process, it could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be reaching out to a financial advisor, whomever, to help you through this process to do it. Uh, For me, that was at the time, like I said, we were just dating. My boyfriend then, my husband now, we were just like in those beginning stages and really having open conversations on just money and, you know, some other things that we wanted to grow and, you know, prosper together. Um, But he was my support system at the time, as well as making sure that I had a budget. That's a support system when it comes just to like a a resource, just to have something that I could have tangible and utilize. And what's funny is the, the way that I was able to pay off the debt is actually using the same budget sheet that I used back in 2013 up until this point to help pay off this student loan debt. Um, But yeah, having that support is key. Um, It could be really tough. You could feel really alone and really isolated um, when you're trying to make these big leaps, depending on what your your, debt number is. Um, But if you can get support along the way, because it does feel like I said, isolated, you might have to sacrifice a lot of outings. You might have to say, hey, girl, I can't meet with you this weekend. Maybe we can do something at the house. And you just feel like you're missing out the FOMO mentality. Um, But having that support system to say and keep you accountable to the goals that you have set is super important because you won't feel as out of the loop or you don't feel like you're just doing this for no reason like you have a larger goal in mind um so having that support system is super critical to the development of your your process what up y'all it's your boy kevin on stage and i want to tell you about black married and debt free okay there are a couple that paid off a hundred and ten thousand dollars in debt in 2017 and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same so what i want y'all to do is subscribe to their page go on youtube go on instagram and get the following going at black married debt free it's everywhere all right so if y'all don't want to be broke no more you want to be debt free in victory then go follow them google them look them up and see what they talking about because don't nobody want to be broke you feel me And there's a couple points I want to bring out. And so one of the things you talked about was finding alternatives. So if you're used to going out with your friends, find an alternative. Y'all come to my house. And since it's my house, y'all can bring the food, you know, <laughs> find an alternative. Um, and then also, you know, having that support, you know, and when you feel supported, it, it, 
it increases your, your confidence. You know, in our society, unfortunately, there is a lot of shame that comes around, you know, having debt. You know, we feel bad. We feel like we're alone. And like you mentioned, the isolation. But, you know, um, as Nicole is encouraging us to do, surround yourself with positive people, even if it's just one person, right. you know. Yeah. And um, that is really important. And so I'm yeah. glad that that you brought that out. Yeah, no, I think that is, it's really important. I know it, this might not be everybody's story. I was happy to have people that I could go to and have these conversations, but there are some people who they don't have anybody to go to. You cannot go to your immediate family because they're the ones also in debt and they're going to be like, girl, we about to, you know, we about to hit up American Deli. You want to go? And it's like, no, I can't. Like they're not with you in that process when you're really trying to make that shift, which then goes back to the whole mentality of it. Like if you are ready and willing, you will make strides and make leaps to actually get you there. And not every Everybody's going to be on the same page as you, even though you all might have a lot of debt that is occurring. Right. So now, Nicole, one thing that stood out about your story is that you paid this off up, you know, starting in 2013, but you kind of was at the conclusion during this pandemic. So did that affect anything? Did you have to pivot? Tell us about what that was like. <laughs> yes, I completed this debt during literally the pandemic, like in the thick of it in the US. Um, the, it actually helped me escalate it, like move it a faster, a little bit faster, uh, accelerate, I should say, um, in terms of paying off the debt. Because initially I was like, okay, May, June is when I'll actually pay off this debt. No, I was able to do this in April because I was home. I was quarantined. I wasn't, you know, going out for lunch at work. Right. And <laughs> uh, but I was able to do this a lot faster. So it, it actually was in a way a blessing for me to complete this. Um, it's a blessing anyway, to be able to complete student loan debt considering all the stats behind millennials and just how long this, you know, lasts within our lifetime. Um, but yeah, that helped me accelerate it a lot faster than I thought, um, which I am super excited about. And it's funny because I prepared, start writing this book last year, knowing that I would finish it by this year. So I was like, okay, well, I finished the debt before I finished the book. It still works out. It <laughs> right. still works out. <laughs> that, that's amazing. And, you know, you, you talked about, you, you tapped into some of your strategy, uh, but if you could go a bit deeper uh, as to this specific part of strategy, I noticed that you, you know, do some, some different, looks like some different day trading. And can you go into some of the ways that you earned income? Because I think that's a part that people leave out um, when they're talking about paying off debt is, okay, yeah, I could, I could budget all day, but at some point I, I need to increase my income. So can you go into some of, some of that? Yes, yes. I'm so glad you asked that. I, I have a whole chapter on my debt eliminators, like all the things that kind of helped me get to that point. Um, and one of the ways was I mentioned earlier, I kind of tapped on it was uh, the career, the salary increase and finding ways that you can maneuver within your career path that'll help you, you know, get to that next level in terms of income. That was one of the critical things after I got to the point where I had exhausted all possibilities from looking at my budget sheet and I had, you know, I stopped going out as much. I stopped buying coffee every single day, sometimes twice a day. Um, I started 
pocketing a little bit more money into my 401k and my savings. So I had completed that part and couldn't figure out a way to bring in more money. So I was like, okay, now the next step for me is figure out around me, what's around me in terms of my career and what are ways that I can start navigating and move up in my in my industry. Um, so that was key for me. And I actually went to HR and I was like, hey, are there any courses? Or is there like a boot camp or you know something that I could do to move up in my career at this company? Um, and that actually worked out. That was like my next step in terms of like finding more ways to bring in more money to pay off some of this debt and still have money to actually have in my account. Um, and then after that point, um, that continues, that's nonstop. As you right. grow in your career, I mean, literally over seven years, I've been able to bump up a number of times um, within my career, which has been extremely helpful. Um, and another way to do that is something that I did was refinance my loan um, and find ways that I could do that you know, pay less interest on this loan because I had loans that were well over seven, eight percent, and it was hitting me <laughs> left. Yeah, and right. I felt it. So that was another a big leap for me to be able to do that, and I refinanced um, twice. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So talk to us a little bit about that. So if yeah. someone has a lot of student loan debt and they want to refinance it to take advantage of a lower interest rate, how would they start that process? I would say reach out to the company that you're currently with that has houses the loan. They do have some options. I was using um, Nailnet and they had different ways that you can kind of pay and, you know, interest rates and different payment options based on income or things of that nature. Um, but definitely reach out to them. Do it. It is daunting. If you're not a money person like me, money is not my ministry to start with. <laughs> I find it ironic that I ended up writing a book about money and how I was able to eliminate it because it was a, a real struggle. Um, but reach out to them. It's daunting to do some of that research because you don't always know what you're looking for. Um, but just look for repayment options. You might have to make a couple of calls to understand um, the option that they um, allow you. If those don't work for you or you've exhausted that point, you're looking for new ways, um, you can start doing your research into credit unions and just different options to refinance your loan. Um, so SoFi and then eventually Georgia United Credit Union were the two that I ended up using that helped me tremendously. That's good. That's good advice yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. And I like how um, the theme that I keep hearing is self-advocacy and that you've been able to do that on your job and then to also use that in terms of your debt, you know, so those of you who are listening, don't just take anything that's handed to you, you know, get yeah. on the phone, make those phone calls. You want to make some more money on your job. You figure out how to do it. Talk to who you need to talk to network with who you need to network with. Um, so that's really great. Yes. Yes. No, that's, I'm glad you called it out. It's very true. Cause nobody's going to help you, but you, you got to right. do the work. So, <laughs> right. So, Nicole, we want to get into the exciting part. And it, and Shire likes to use this word. It was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that you started writing the book before you were able to pay off your debt. So let's talk about the book. Tell, Can you tell our listeners, you know, what this book is all about and why, you know, 
we should all be excited to, to, to go grab it. Yes. So I know my story is not just my story. Like I, I have friends, I have some family members and just people who have reached out to me since, you know, sharing this information about the book that they are like, that's me. I identify with that. Like that is, that's how I grew up. I didn't grow up at the table having money conversations with my family. That was just, that, that didn't even cross my mind as a child. Um, and then I grew up with people who were like, yeah, I've been, I had some negative bank accounts here and there. Like I've never talked about it, but it's something that I've dealt with. Uh, and of course, student loans, everybody that I know and their mama has student loan debt. So like <laughs> that, that's something that I wanted to be able to describe, like just my whole journey and the process that it took me to get here. Because um, one thing about me, and I, I like that you mentioned Shira earlier, just about self-advocacy, because I'm, I've always been that person to look for, do the research myself on other things, not always when it came to finances, because even to this date, I hate budgeting, but I know it's important. Um, but you do have to do the research and be your own advocate for the things that you want in your life. And so writing this book was me showing that um, I'm able to get through this process, you know, zero balance or not, $80,000 in debt or not, you can do this as well. Single family household, you know, whether you are, I'm not a, not yet a mom, but there are people who grew up in this type of you know, environment type of setting. So I wanted to be able to share this story to let people know it is attainable. Um, I also have advice in here just from like a relationship standpoint, uh, the things that my um, husband and I did even during the dating stages that allowed us to get to this point. So I really wanted to just bring up everything that was included throughout this journey to allow people to know that it is possible. And then I also give the actual template that we that I use during this process um, to get to this point and then the actual tools to actually get out of debt. Um, Cause it's, I think it's so critical. As, if I got to this point and I'm excited and I just feel free and the weight is literally, literally lifted off my shoulders, I wanna be able to share and pass that knowledge down to others. Cause I feel like that is what I'm supposed to do. I don't wanna be the only one here saying I'm debt free. I want the whole right. crew to be debt free. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. And what we realize is debt freedom opens you up for so many more, you know, opportunities so many other great things you know it, it really sets you up to to prosper and to begin to build wealth so it's extremely important an extremely important step in the uh in the process so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because one of the things that you mentioned is that, you know, you were dating at that time and you still, you know, had a lot of debt. And so, you know, what tip or what can you share with our listeners around, you know, maybe having a money conversation, you know, with, yes. with your spouse or significant <laughs> other? Yes, I, it's only right for me to share that. This is Black, Married, and Debt-Free, so yes. I got to share some, some relationship <laughs> tips on this yes. <laughs> um, But one of the critical things, and this is a saying as old as time, is communication. We not only communicated just 
you know, I love you and, you know, you're special to me and I want, you know, what's your favorite color? But we also had to have a conversation about money, you know, as we were progressing in our relationship. Um, and that was a tough conversation to have. I was not, like I said, money is not my ministry. So I was not the person wanting to have those conversations. I would literally feel like I was in fetal position and like hot and just uncomfortable and just irritated and embarrassed because I knew I had to share, yeah, I'm in the red this month. Like it was, it was all bad. He, on the other hand, was more of the financially savvy person. So he came in with a lot of more nuggets for me to understand some of the tools and foundation to um, level up basically and become better in this particular area. Um, so we, it really took us having an open com communication. It did not happen overnight. Uh, we met monthly. I mean, we talked all the time, but at the end of the month, we would also always have like a touch point and have a conversation about different things on what we enjoyed in the relationship or things that we wanted to work on. And we had a money conversation. That was a part of our routine just to make sure we were on the same page and that we were elevating together because we knew we wanted more for each other and get to the point where we are today. That's Good great. advice right there. We, we get a lot of couples. It's like, how do I, you know, start that conversation with my spouse, my significant other? So this is some good, some good stuff, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not, it's not an easy conversation, and it takes time. It, it's not just a three month probation period and then we're good. No, you need to have frequent conversations, and especially if you're in the dating phase, trying to get into, you know, really being married and start a family. Those need to be constant conversations to make sure you guys are on the same page because we all know that that finances is one of the leading reasons for divorce. So it's, right. it's super important. Absolutely. So, Nicole, we just want to take this opportunity to thank you for being on the podcast. And before we let you go, we want you to uh, tell our audience where they can find the book, where they can get in touch with you, and where they can the check out the podcast. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you, guys. So you guys can follow me and find me at MediocreToMasterful.com. Literally all the links to everything is there, but also on Instagram, it's the same, Mediocre to Masterful. Um, and that's also where you can find the book on the website. So the book is there. Just go to the shop and you'll see the book and also like a free tool for you guys to use that's outside of finances, just more on the goal aspect. Um, but yeah. And all the information is there. Follow me, you know, purchase the book, purchase the book for a friend that, you know, needs some help. And you guys, you know, bind together and figure out how we can get out of this debt in 2020 and beyond. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So thank you again, Nicole. We appreciate you. Shadi. Did you have any final words? I always cut off before, you know, uh, I check in. <laughs> <laughs> I did, Let's but go. I was going to have you end it, and then I was going to go back and ask. Okay. We could ask now. We could ask now. <sighs> can do that. We all family. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can see it on her face, too. She was like, I have more to say, but I'm going right. to be polite. I'm going to smile, and I'm going to be like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, Nicole, and this is kind of putting you on the spot, so... We'll just see where we go with it. But <laughs> okay, okay. One of the things is that your platform is really to help, you know, uplift black women. Mm -hmm. And so my question is, what is your message for black women? 
And, and as it relates to money or just in general for and, that platform? Yeah, right? in general. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal for this platform, Mediocre to Masterful, is basically be a tool and resource and really a hub for women, Black women specifically, who are trying to elevate in areas of entrepreneurship, wealth, and wellness. Those are the three pillars that I try to hit on during this uh, that platform and within the podcast. So this particular book, and you know the information that I'm sharing about financial literacy and my my journal my journey from zero to paying this debt off is basically sharing that you know you can have all the things you can be an entrepreneur you can be a nine to five entrepreneur but you also need to have your finances in order in terms of elevating in your career and your life and really passing down that generational wealth because I feel like it's all tied together there's not one without the other so this platform is really to not only share this information but also showcase other women who are experts in those different respective areas. So I normally have different speakers who are more well-versed in finance on the show. Um, I also have women who have been entrepreneurs for, you know, 10 plus years, and they're just like killing the game in the industry that they're in. So this really is to uplift, inspire, motivate, and allow people to know that you are not far from where you see these women or myself when it comes to finances. Like we are all eligible to elevate and be masterful. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to uh, our friend. I think she was on your platform, Joanne from Real to the Estate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she good. She, she, she good people. So yes, shout, shout I had a two part for her. Okay. Because that was a great conversation. That was the first two parter podcast that I had. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone definitely check out uh, everything Nicole has going on. Um, and, you know, we're looking forward to, to checking this book out. So thank you again, Nicole, for being on uh, the Black Mary and Death Free podcast. And uh, to our listeners, we're going to talk to you on the next one. Peace. Bye. Bye. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later.